When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's time for the latest episode of our mini-series, Let's Talk About. And I feel like this might be the one that you guys have all been waiting for. If you're a regular listener of the Everything is Black and White podcast, you will know that myself and John Gibson have had some feisty debates, shall we say, on the focus of today's episode. And it is Miguel Almiron. You guys will know I'm a big fan of Miggy. John, a little bit critical sometimes well justified and I've actually asked for comments from you guys ahead of today's show and I've got a lot in and the opinion on Miguel Almiron is as expected as like between me and John very very split it's down the middle but John for you just sum up Miguel Almiron do you think he has a future at Newcastle United? Uh, He has a future in the immediate future uh, as a squad player for me not as an automatic starter yeah, there's certain players, isn't there, like uh, like Trippier and uh, and like Bruno and like uh, Wilson when he's fit, who are and and Joe Linton who are automatic starters. This guy for me is a bench player at Newcastle. Does that mean you've got a future? Yes, because you've got to have a bench. But does it mean that uh, you you can be overrated by certain people? Yes, you can. Um, and for me, he's honest, but that's a word I hate because every player getting 30 grand a week or something should be honest uh, in, in his, his attitude towards the game. Um, and I can see why he splits opinion because uh, he'll run all day long. Um, he's as willing as the day is long. He smiles regardless of what happens in life. He is a very likeable guy and he will try incessantly. He's the Jewish bunny. But, uh, you know, are we trying to employ more Farrer or Linford Christie or are we trying to employ footballers that absolutely rip teams to shreds? And I prefer the latter rather than the former. Now, it's interesting that you mentioned the list there of players who are kind of undrawable in many ways, and you listed Joe Linton. Now, if you'd said that this time last year, people would have laughed you out the room. I would have laughed myself out the room. So is there not a hope that Eddie Howe can sprinkle his little bit of magic and Miguel Miron have the season that we saw like Joe Linton did last campaign? Joe Linton become the player he is because he changed position. Not if Joe Linton had continued centre forward, I don't care how much fairy dust uh, the manager might have had, he wouldn't have turned him into Alan Shearer or Supermac or or War Jackie. That is a physical impossibility. Uh, this guy, one of his one of his problems, Almirin, from the three and a half years he's been here, not necessarily recently, is that he hasn't had a position uh, and he has suffered as a consequence. So I don't think there's any new position they can give him to sprinkle it on. And by the way, if he's got any uh, fairy dust, he might want to sprinkle it on the other wing, on the sun maximum, because there is something there to work with. More, in my humble opinion, than there is with Miggy. As nice a person as he is, as 
committed a person as he is, in three and a half years here, he's played 110 Premier League games and scored nine goals. That's one goal every 12 and a half games. Now, I don't care whether he's playing centre-forward, outside right, number 10, outside left, or where he is. Those figures are not good enough for an ambitious club. He's had about three assists in that time. He scored a wonderful goal last season, a worldly goal of the season. But no more. That was it. The one goal, good as it is, you can't carry a guy for a whole season because he's going to score one world-class goal, and that's what he took. When he first came, it took him 27 games. 27 games when he was a £20 million attacker to score his first goal for Newcastle. He's a lovely lad. He, 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 went, he signed in the January, and he went to December the 21st before he scored. I know there's a summer in there, but there's a lot of playing time as well. And... Um, I love him to death as a bloke on a personal level. I think that he cares and he's committed. I just think he falls short and that is the harsh facts of life. Hmm. I don't think there's any getting away from the fact that he needs to score more goals, he needs to provide more assists. He doesn't provide assists as well as not score goals and they're the two biggest things you should do in his position. But you mentioned there, over the years he has been here, he's been kind of put in various different positions so last season he was played uh, as a, a right winger 18 times that was the most times according to transfer market that he played in a position uh, the season before it was a, an attacking midfielder with 15 appearances again according to transfer market and then uh, the 2019-20 season he made 18 appearances at right wing for you where does he best fit in what is Almiron's best position on the bench um, for me, that's his best position. Uh, having said that, uh, in, I mentioned earlier on, Andrew, that he had played in all these different positions and that didn't help his cause. But greatly for Eddie Howe, and Eddie doesn't care what happened before, and we can't care because Eddie Howe's going to pick the side now, he's more or less, if he's going to get in the team, he's going to get in on the right wing. That is the way uh, it has been. And um, I'll ask, and I know you you announced at the start that you're a great disciple of, of Miguel Almiron, and a lot of people are, and a lot of people aren't, and that's the fascinating thing, and it's the reason why we're talking today. I'll ask you a couple of questions, if I may. Do, would you like to see Newcastle buy a right winger before the transfer window closes? Yes or no? Uh, if it w yes, but I would, I would pick. A, I would just say I'd pick a striker ahead of a winger. Yes, but, but we're, we're going for both. That's yes. it. Having done all we've done at the back, which is a new back four and a new goalkeeper in, in, in the two transfer windows, would you go, I could mention a centre-forward, no. Would you like to say you sign a right-winger and a centre-forward? Yes. Yes. Would you because I know what you think of this guy as well. Would you start Ryan Fraser before Almiron on August the 6th when Nottingham Forest come here? I would. Well, that makes him third choice. Uh, and you say, has he got a future uh, at Newcastle? But, but, well, it's on the bench, isn't it? If we get a, a right-winger signed, he starts. Fraser, if you think that 
Sam Maxman is going to take the left wing position, and I think he most certainly is. You know, whether he fulfills his potential or not is another thing altogether. But I think Wilson's going to be centre forward, and and Sam Maxman's going to be outside left. So, your new signing, let's pray that we've got one, plays it outside right. Fraser's were second choice. Almiron's future's his third choice outside right. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I, but I don't know if is is the right wing is his best position. And I know we're talking about that's where he'll play based on what Eddie well, has done in the who last. Who else is he going to put out the side? Is he going to put Joe Linton or Bruno out in midfield? No, arguably not. But we're talking. Are we? Are we, are we treating isolation rather than looking at the team? If we just focus on Almiron, is he? best fitted to maybe a free role is he best fitted to playing as an actual attacking midfielder if everything fitted into place for him he's, where, where, he's where best fitted on the bench because I don't want to be too harsh but the fact is he is not good enough He, it, by the highest of standards you see if we go back to the Steve Bruce side which is what Newcastle United were originally uh, Miggy was brought by Benitez, I mean, but uh, if we go back to the Steve Bruce side, if we look at the Benitez side, never attacking minded, very defensive, both sides, attack on the counter attack, Miggy's pace on getting the ball round our 18 yard line and running to their 18 yard line was absolutely crucial to the side, whatever position he played, because he had the the pace to get the ball up the park. We want more out of our side now than that. We want players who can actually play on the ball um, and create things um, because we want to move to the next level. Now, we moved significantly in the second half of the season under Howe, and if we are going to continue to grow, then we have got to be harsh about Like we've got to be harsh about Chris Wood, we've got to be harsh about Al Mirren, we've got to demand more from San Maximum, although he's got a much better chance because there is something there to, to work with. Um, I mean, the simple question is, would Al Mirren play for Liverpool, Manchester City, Spurs, Arsenal? Dancer in my book would be no, and that is where we want to be. But would I, would Alan St. Maximum? Because what I think no, you're going to say here no. is on his day, if he. Alan St. Maximum could. I don't believe Almiron could. Alan St. Maximum wouldn't automatically, but if the penny dropped with him, and that's a huge if, and we're not doing it on St. Maximum today, but it is a huge if. If the penny drops, he has a chance. I don't think Almiron has the same chance. I think he cares. I think he's passionate. I think he'll do a terrific job on the bench, coming off it on occasions for Newcastle this coming season. But it's each season that goes by, if Newcastle develop, it should go that step beyond what Miggy can do for us, in my opinion. See, which doesn't matter, but it's the same as 50,000 Newcastle fans have an opinion. Only how's matters, but, um, you know, it, it's significant. You and I have different opinions on the guy. I'm not against the guy. I find him absolutely likeable. I love his attitude. I love what he does. He can run all day, but I don't want more foul in for Christie. I, I want a footballer. Do you, do you not think that there is a chance this season that it could just fall into place for Almiron? He starts finding goals. He, he scored 21. How's he going to find goals? 
He's never shown any sign that Newcastle United find goals. He's scored one in every 12 and a half games. Yes, but he's missed some chances. chances. It's not like he's getting into, into the position, though, is he? To score chances. It's a fine margin, though, isn't it? You know, you're the best strikers. It's oh, the most important margin in football, Andrew. You, you, you cannot say Chris Wood has only scored two goals last season, but he missed 20. He didn't miss any, by the way, because he, he never got into positions. But it's not about missing, it's about scoring. It's Football is a very simple game, boiled down. And, in fairness to Miggy, it's got to be said that in his position that he's currently playing for Eddie Howe, it's not just about scoring, it's about making them. And his assist record is very poor. His end product, San Maximum on many occasions has suffered from exactly the same thing the final ball the final decision looking up with a cool head and picking people out or picking the net out when you saw the wonder goal he scored last season you wonder how he doesn't score 10 um but he doesn't and he, he does it from time to time well is there a case there that miggy maybe gets a little more bad press ahead of St. Maxman when they are essentially criticised for the same thing because he's maybe not as flashy as St. Maxman. He doesn't look as good on the YouTube clips. He hasn't as much potential as uh, as Maxi. Uh, Maxi is one of those players that could irritate me to death because I can see what's there. Like I could see what's there with Hatton Ben Arthur. You want them to reach the, the fulfilment of that talent because you can see the talent. What I see with... Almiron, bless him, is him giving 110% of what he's got. He will run his blood to water. He will never leave anything on the table. He will do everything. And it's not quite good enough. Some maximum looks as if he's keeping something in reserve, that there's another gear, there's another thing which will come with mood. That is a totally different problem. But I think that San Maximum has the potential to be twice the player Almiron has, and it'll be a greater sacrifice if he isn't, because it'll, and it'll be a greater waste if he isn't, because he'll have wasted a talent. I don't think Almiron is wasting a talent. I think he is doing as much as he can to get every drop of ability out of himself. It's just limited. Mm. And it, I, this is going to sound a funny point to make after we've just discussed Almiron maybe playing as a attacking midfielder or a right winger, but I do think Almiron's defensive work gets overlooked. You know, he does when when he does get a tackle in, he does carry the ball out of the dangerous positions, and sometimes when Newcastle do end up scoring goals, he's made the first pass or he's carried the ball. You know, at the start of the play, and that doesn't always obviously that doesn't get marked down as an assist. It doesn't always get no. shown on the highlights. But often, you know, it's maybe not this season as much, but in the seasons prior, he has started moves right back at his own box and it's led to a goal. But that never gets marked down. No, he's, he's much better than Maximum on working back. When facing his own goal and tracking back, he's much better than some Maximum, but so is everybody. Because that's something that some Maximum doesn't do and, and will be stressed by Eddie Howe that he's got to do a lot more. You will get Almiron chasing back 60 yards to try to get in a sliding tackle and put the ball out, which is terrific. But, you know, it's like... 
it's like what standard do you judge people by? You know, do we judge Chris Wood by the fact that he's willing? Do we, you know, when I get, hear the word, when I say to somebody, tell me about, I used to do this at Gated when I ran Gated, and everything is, is a matter of, of level, but same rules apply. Tell me, you say to a manager, tell me what, supposing the target is somebody you don't know, and lower down the leagues it often is, tell me what is the assets of this guy that you want to sign. If the first couple of words are that he's honest and he's willing, I switch off. Because you ought to be honest and willing automatically. I want to know what your skill levels are, what sort of guy, whether you're cool or you're, you get a, a hot head when you get round the penalty area if you're an attacker, etc., etc. And I don't think Miggy has the finishing that is required uh, the finishing being the final ball as well as uh, as well as goals that is and I will accept all that he does going backwards all that he does for running the ball that he'll carry it 50 yards and then pass it on etc etc I'm not making him out to be a duffer I'm making him out to be a limited footballer could he maybe reinvent himself though because we've seen Joe Linson who's now got the pressure for scoring goals a little bit off his shoulders and he's a totally different player. Very much. And we're talking there about Almiron's defensive attributes and I'm clutching at straws here so don't write it and tell me that I, I appreciate I am. But could he reinvent himself as this player who kind of breaks up the player, carries the ball forward, maybe like a, a Conte at a Chelsea um, who chips in with a goal every now and then but you know he plays in a position, he plays like a, a player like Conte where goals isn't the first thing you expect of him. Mm. Um that's up to him. I don't think that Eddie is going to find a new position from automatically as he did with Joe Linton because he looked at Joe Linton and he saw this six foot three built beautifully proportioned, strong um, Brazilian with a deceptive touch. Mickey hasn't got a touch, by the way. Mickey hasn't a silky touch. Uh, he's got an engine. His biggest asset's his engine. Um, he saw that and he thought, you know, I can change that. Um, how much more can you squeeze out of an orange if it's already been squeezed we, we, and get juice? Uh, I don't know. I would like to think for the lad's sake, yes. But where in this Newcastle side would you reinvent him, himself? It is difficult. Does he play just behind Wilson? Does he play on wide on one of the two wings? Is he going to take over from Joe Linton or uh, Bruno in the middle of the park? The third place has already got Shelby and Longstaff and uh, Willick uh, queuing up. So is he going to join that queue? Um, he does track back. He does slide and tackle, gets a ball into touch. But his mere build is not going to make him a ball winner as such in, in, in the middle of the park. Now, I know Kante is small, but he's wiry and, and, and he can play that sort of role. I don't know that God's given Miggy the build that allows him to play that sort of role. It is very difficult for him. Yes, he has a future at Newcastle as things stand because, you know, it's a 25-man squad that'll go into the Premier League. It's not a 11-man team. It's a 25-man squad and he'll get a position in that squad. But as we started off by saying, and I agreed, when I asked you the question, I want to see we'll buy a right winger as well as a centre forward. 
and I would play Ryan Fraser first choice of the guys we've got. You can always challenge Ryan Fraser because it's not written in stone and his physical record is not good. Um, but he is in the pecking order. He's not number one. Time for some stats. Mm. The fair part of the show. So last season, Amiron made 57 tackles, uh, successful tackles. That was third uh, out of only Cast United players. He applied pressure 432 times. Again, that was third. <laughs> he gained, uh, Newcastle gained possession out of those applied pressures 109 times. Again, that was third. Um, in the attack and third, Almiron rated second for applying pressure with 139 pressures. And his success rate with dribbles, he was ranked fourth with 48.6%. Interestingly, Joe Linton topped the, the charts for most of them, other than the dribbles, which, of course, St. Maxman um, was the, the the highest ranked player by quite a way. But they're decent enough stats. From, I know you're not a fan of stats, but you know the numbers do show he is doing a decent job when he gets the chance to, to show what he can do. If a mathematician picked the Newcastle United side, Miggy Almiron would start. Uh, unfortunately, a tactician rather than a mathematician picks a side and therefore he will start on the bench. Um, I, I just... Can I put it another way and turn it on its head? If we start with Miggy Almiron in the side at outside right... No signing, and he, I am told, is going to certainly play every game as long as he's fit until January. Then we finish two positions beneath what we're looking to finish if we get an outside, if we get an outside right and a centre forward, because we have no quality at outside right, and we have no quality as backup to Callum Wilson at centre forward, and we might finish tenth with Wood and Almiron making a significant number of first-team appearances in the Premier League. If we have other players playing there, and I'm talking about when Callum's not fit, then we can aim for seven. But we ain't going to finish seven if Chris Wood is centre-forward and Miggy Almiron's it's outside. It's not just a right. bit of you that is just thinking, this is going to be his season, this is going to be Almiron's... I would yeah. be absolutely delighted. I would be absolutely delighted if it's Sean Longstaff's season and it's Joe Willock's season and etc, uh, etc. Et because I'm a Newcastle United fan, I would love it. But that doesn't mean I believe it. It would be a total surprise, but I would love it. I really, as Kevin Keegan would say, <laughs> I would love it, love it. But that doesn't mean I expect it. We've spoken about on this podcast the way Eddie Howe talks of players, especially to the media. You know, he's spoken very highly of nearly he everybody he's very in, clever his, in his squad. Uh, and a quote from him on uh, Almiron, he says, he's a player that gives everything. The supporters rightly hold him in high regard. Um, he has also described him as, a, as, I think, he was something like a, a weapon or a tool, um, you know, to, to unleash on opposition teams. Do you think, how, what do you read into to what Eddie Howe says about Almiron? Is this like he does with other players like Murphy, perhaps like Jamal LaSalle's, where he's, you know, he's saying the right things in public not to rock the boat I of think his players he's... in private? I think he's a master of that, Andrew, and I think he does it ever so well, and he does it for not for public consumption as much as for player consumption. He builds an awful lot on trust in a dressing room, on an open 
door between him and all the players. I mean, he described this week, and by the way, he's a very shrewd man and what he believes deep down inside when the doors are locked and there's only him in with his coach and stuff is a totally different matter. He said this week that Dwight Gale is one of the greatest finishers he's ever coached in the whole of his career. Now, if that was true, how the heck did Dwight Gale not get one single Premier League start in 2022 when Wilson was injured for three months, Wood wasn't scoring goals, we desperately needed goals. If that is the best finisher that, that he's worked with, one of the best finishers ever in his career, it just beggars belief. I know what he's saying. He, he can score goals. He's a great championship scorer. He, he wants to... He wants players to keep their dignity, and that is wonderful, and that is correct. He said things about Lascelles that ends up he's still skipper, although he's not going to be a regular starter, automatic starter, etc., etc. He said that about if you go to Eddie and ask him on the record, so it's going to go into the public domain, what he thinks of any player, he would not say anything critically publicly. He may well be in closed doors publicly and that's the way it should be but I mean you know you you can if you're an average Newcastle supporter and just stand back and read those Dwight Gale quotes this week and think this guy was fit all last season and didn't get one solitary single start under three managers Bruce uh, Jones and Howe but he's one of the greatest finishers that I've ever coached it doesn't make sense Quotes are for public consumption, but more for player consumption. And there's another quote that came out a few months ago from Miguel Miron's agent or representatives, where he said very much that Miron wants to stay at Newcastle, whereas in previous years, the agent hasn't really waited about to tout him you know, for a big move to Italy or France or Germany. Agents are paying the backside. Something happened at Newcastle in the recent few months, which might, you know, have changed his mind, you think. The agent within Tiggy, remember, when he he was jerking everybody's strings, our strings, the players' strings, everybody else's strings, uh, by saying certain things. The significant thing with Almiron was that I'm talking about his agent, not him. Bless him, I'm talking about his agent. His agent was always threatening Newcastle in the days of Ashley and in the days of Bruce that this guy might have to look for greater things, etc., etc. All of a sudden, there's a change. Newcastle's about to lift off with a whole different attitude under a new manager and new owners, the crowd going berserk, and for the first time, Almira not being an automatic regular in the side, and all of a sudden he wants to stay where he is. Now, why? A, because Newcastle are lifting off, and B, because nobody of significance wants him. So, of course, he's going to stay. If He's bound to stay. No big club wants him, and Newcastle are on the launch pad, and the blue touch paper is about to be lit. There's the changes. I'm going to dive into some of the comments from our listeners who have kindly tweeted me before the episode has been recorded. Just before I do that, please remember to like and follow the podcast through your podcast provider. It's totally free to do. It just means with every new episode we upload, 
you will get a notification to say it's ready to listen or to download. And please leave us a rating and review. This is really key for us to get the episodes out to a wider audience. Thank you to everyone who's done it so far. But if you haven't, just scroll down to the bottom of the podcast channel on Spotify or Apple and leave us a rating and review. If it's constructive, we don't mind. Just uh, if you can do that, we do appreciate it. Um, some of the comments then, like I say, they have been split. Uh, I think they do weigh slightly more on, uh, you know, he's a lovely lad, but let's get rid. But we'll read some of them out and I'll get your view on them. So we've got uh, Matt here on, on Twitter. He says he slows down place so much by having to cut back inside onto his left. Would he not suit a role more centrally or swap wings throughout the match with Alan St. Maxman? Well, I can understand where Matt's coming from. Um, it's it's difficult to pigeonhole a position where where this guy's got a chance because um, whether we like it or not, St. Maximum and Wilson will start as far as Eddie Howe's concerned. And um, Bruno and Joe Linton will start in midfield. The only two positions for me up for grabs I think there's three in the team what are the centre-back pairings is it Shaw and Botman or is it Byrne and Botman both left-footers with the problem napping that's the first decision the second decision to be made for me for kick-off on August the 6th is who's the third midfielder uh, whether it is Longstaff or Willick or Shelby and the third division, because you are going to start with Wilson and Sam Maximum, is who starts outside right. So you can't see Almir playing centre-half and you can't see him playing the midfield role ahead of Shelby, Longstaff or Willick. And so he's got to go outside right against a new signing um, or uh, Fraser. You can make it outside left and stick uh, some maximum across if you like. Uh, Fraser played outside left the other day so they both can play over there. It's difficult to know where he can actually make his mark in this team to become a starter. He has just got to hope that they don't sign a right winger and he goes head to head with Fraser and either gets the nod over Fraser or... Fraser's always susceptible to injuries, as we've noticed, and he gets in and he has time to establish himself. I've um, got a question here, or a point rather, from Sue Kinghorn. He's, she says uh, he's a human dynamo, always smiling. Atlanta managed to get 21 goals out of him in three years, so he knows where the goal is. Just appeared to be getting the hang of things, then Bruce arrived. Hopefully the discipline of how will help him. I think that last point's... Probably the most interesting there is, yeah. you know, we've spoken about the the impact that he has had on several players. The hope that he could have the same on Jamal Lewis that he had on Joe Linton and, and what have you. Um, and we have briefly discussed it in the earlier part of this episode, but can he do the same with Almiron? Can that discipline help him? It, it, it's a lovely thing. Yes, the answer is yes. But the, the lovely thing is that, um, you know, Eddie Howe, his stock has risen so far and and justifiably so that he's now a miracle worker and if he is willing just to look around and sprinkle a bit of stardust over over your head you're going to become a superstar and the, the reason for us thinking that is that he's done it spectacularly with Joe Linton he's done it to a lesser extent with people like Shaw with people like Kraft 
with people like Shelby before he was injured last season. Um, so now we're hoping he does it with San Maximum, we're hoping he does it with Almirin, etc., etc. Um, it's possible, it's difficult, I would love to say so, but did you notice there with Sue as well, we were talking early on about him being willing and having a smile on his face, and that makes up for so much, doesn't it? Well, a lot of people have and lots of people's mentioned mind. that. I mean, we've got Lee Evans here who says, and he's, he's not held back on, on poor Miggy, he says he's an awful footballer, doesn't have a footballing brain, just runs with his head down and manages to slow the game down with his decision-making, can't shoot or cross, uh, he's weak on the ball, and he needs moving on as soon as possible. Oh, now there's harsh, and, and you thought I was harsh. Yes, it's taken it to its ultimate, um, and yes, if somebody come in and offered uh, the thick end more than twenty million, then it's a good sell. But there's nobody going to come in and do that. Um, I don't think Newcastle will ever make their money back on on Almiron, even if he has a decent enough season. Well, there's a startling thing to say. I agree with you, by the way, but that's a startling thing for you to say. Um, no, I don't think they will. Um, and by the way, it was mentioned about him scoring all the goals at Atlanta. Uh, that is a different league than the Premier League. Uh, well, yeah. you never know. You know what? The arrival of Darren Eels from Atlanta. Oh, you that's might, you, that might be everything. the. That might, you might do. Yeah, yeah. He's going to go in the dressing room. He's going to throw Eddie Howe out the dressing room. He's going to say, right, Miggy, come over here. Big kiss. I've got some sawdust that I've brought my land I'm going to put over the top of you, and we're going to have a superstar. <laughs> we can only hope. Not that Eddie Howe leaves the dressing room, that Almiron <laughs> becomes a superstar. I was uh, slightly joking with the original point there. We've got Wall's End Ranger 2 saying uh, Almiron runs around a lot, smiling, just can't pass, cross, or shoot. So that would... um. Yep, be, 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 be an issue, you know, yep. uh, given he's a footballer. Um, we've got a Ginnock NUFC saying, we love Miggy, uh, he's, but he's got uh, he's not very productive on the pitch. Uh, imagine if he can't, just hopefully. So he's basically saying he just, he's hoping Almiron can turn it around. Greg O'Grady, like Lee, uh, just before, has gone in quite hard on him. He says he's, he's never seen so much love for a player who is so average, just because he runs around a lot and gives 100%, which should be the bare minimum for any player. I would definitely try and sell him and get what we can for him. His description is a fair description. He is, it is staggering the amount of love there is for a guy of such limited ability, but it's because he plays with a smile on his face and he runs all day long. And that's wonderful. But I can have a smile on my face, so I will, I'm 50% of the way there. I can't run all day long, but I can smile. You, a footballer has got to have more than that. Do you remember his debut against Huddersfield? And we, we have, we, we, in football, we often talk about sliding doors moments. Yeah. And do you remember he raced on through? and he, When he might have scored him. And he hit the post and he hit the bar yep. with, a, with a kind of a lovely little effort. Is it a stretch to say that was a sliding doors moment? Do you think if that goal goes in... Things might have been a little bit different in terms of that end product. It's not a stretch, and it's what Miguel Mirren fans would say uh, in his defence, etc. An old cynic like me would say he displayed there what we were going to see for the rest of the time, which is he doesn't score from a good position. Because, by the way, hitting the woodwork isn't good, it's missing. You're not supposed to hit the woodwork, you're supposed to hit inside the woodwork. So I think it showed we what we were in for. And for the next 26 games, by the way, he continued doing that. Mm. A couple more comments to come then. We've got 
Joe Linton Toast on Twitter. The profile picture is actually some toast with a picture of Joe Linton on, so I do applaud that profile picture. Um, he says, or she says perhaps, he's the sort of player that cuts to the heart of the question as to why you support a club. If all you care about is winning, then I understand the disdain for him. But I personally get joy from his attitude and application. I think he's handy to have in the squad. I like the last part of that sentence. He's handy to have in the squad. And that's what I think his immediate future at Newcastle is. Um, I don't know. Call me an old cynic if you like, and you will do. But I've waited since 1969 for us to win something, so I'm not too much fussed if we win something rather than play with a smile on my face. I was going to say, I thought that was the bit you were going to go in on there. (laughs) Yes, I've waited a long time for people playing with a smile on their face or or for not winning. I would like it just a little taste of winning, you know, and being ruthless and winning games and not smiling in an adversity. Um, But... I think his immediate future is a squad player and his long-term future is very open to not being there at all. Uh, Daniel Scutteri says, when utilised properly, he's a player you'd love to have in the squad. He's so committed and never stops. I do think we need a better X-Factor playing in front of him. And then he comes on last 20 to, to run the game out. And that goes to the point of him being a squad player coming off yes, the bench. and, and being you effective think, off the bench. Is that a role you think he can do well? I, I Because, yes, you see, if you bring somebody off the bench with blistering pace in the last 20 minutes when legs are, defenders' legs are going, he will have more impact than he will have in the first 20 minutes when he's on and everybody's as fresh as a daisy. So he, he can be used beneficially coming on late. Um He's not, he's not got ice in his blood. His bubbles, it's not hot. clinical. He's hot, his, his, his blood's hot. He hasn't ice in his blood. And he hasn't vision. He hasn't vision. He doesn't see things in the way that Bruno sees things, etc., etc. And that's a gift. You can't train it into a person. It's a gift. We've got Mark692 says, the lad is a great grafter and a good role model. If he can improve on end product assists, goals, uh, keep him for now and see how he gets on. And then I just want to finish on this point from Toon Army India because it's, I think, a point that many of the fans will agree with. Uh, and they say, much like Alan St. Maxman, it's a pivotal season for him. People often complain about his lack of end product, which I feel is largely due, due to Bruce and lack of tactics, but there's no excuses under Eddie Howe. He has to deliver at least 10 goal contributions this season, or otherwise it's bye-bye. Yeah, it's hard. It is a pivotal season for him. It's a pivotal season, quite rightly, for Sam Maximum. He's got more going for him, but it's still a huge season for him because he can become yesterday's man very quickly because is he as good as he thinks he is? We want to see the answer, whether it's yes or no. I just think, I don't know what Almiron's going to give us more than he gives us now. San Maximum can give us more. Whether he will is a different matter, but he can. I don't, I think that Almiron plays to the maximum ability and maximum effort there is. Can a penny drop? We all talk about pennies dropping. 
So that's the difference in your frustration towards St. Maximum because you can see he's got another level to well, go to. I'm more frustrated. Yes. I'm more frustrated by St. Maximum because of what he could be. I was furious it hadn't been other. Because what a talent he was. And he faffed about with it. He messed about and he ruined that talent. I don't get furious with Miggy Almiron from the point of view of effort or commitment or playing to the absolute boundaries of his I ability. Think he's got, I think he has got another level to go. I'm not saying it's at the level of an answer at maximum or say they do bring in another right winger like... Why, why hasn't he got to that level so far? And is it just the managers? I think it is a little bit down to where he's been played. He's been he's been switched here and there. Uh, I think it's been a little bit about about luck, but I do think under Howe, with a bit of discipline, with a full proper pre season underway, with focus just being on Newcastle and and also the mood and all the elements that that's playing into to a good feeling around Newcastle, uh, I think there is another level to go to. And I am, um, and I, I know people will be listening here saying you know you're infatuated by Almiron, but if I put a sensible hat on, I do feel there is a level he can go to, and I am hopeful um, that he that he can get to this season. Well, I would honestly like to see that, but I've seen an awful lot of players down the 50-odd years of Sony Newcastle United, and they've never suddenly discovered what they didn't have. You can't suddenly discover pace, which he has in abundance, if you're Chris Wood, you're not going to have pace. You're not going to discover a touch. You're not going to take the blinkers off the horse and he sees a wide new world in front of him. It doesn't, unfortunately, happen like that. Joe Linton went from a centre-forward to a midfield player because he had a lot of good basics there. Body strength, touch, etc., etc. What he lacked was confidence because he didn't believe he was a centre-forward, neither did we. But once confidence was instilled into him, he was another player. Almiron could do with a, a dose of confidence, that's for certain. I wish him all the best. I'm just not expecting it. And I will not be furious with him at the end of this coming season. I'll be furious with San Maximum if I don't see things change because there's more potential there. There's more room to be let down as well, but there's more potential. Well, there we have it. John, just to finish the episode, just to wrap it up then, in your view, just sum up the future of Miguel Almiron at Newcastle United. Willing, willing young man has a f an immediate future on the bench. Long term, he will only have a future at Newcastle if we stop growing. If we progress and we start challenging Arsenal, Spurs, West Ham, if you like, etc., then he will be one of the casualties along the way. But right now, he will be a good bench player and we need a good bench you don't get in the top half of the Premier League by having a weak bench we need a good bench I can see him as no more than a good bench there we have it this has been Let's Talk About Miguel Almiron from the Everything Is Black and White podcast thank you very much for tuning in do head over to chroniclelive.co.uk where we'll keep you with it with all the latest Newcastle United news and please remember to like and follow the podcast through your podcast provider.